Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Hey all, welcome back to the Defiant Spirit. If you aren't watching and you're just listening, no problem, but you are missing out on my guest, my friend, and now sort of a regular uh, in podcasting with me, Nancy Jean Rose. Hi, Nancy. Good morning, V. So I'm not going to bore everybody with my who I am, what I do, and not that you're boring, but um, you've said it before on a previous podcast. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, you can learn more about Nancy and her work with um, Compass Rose Legacy Foundation. But we're going to just jump in today talking about something that I know Nancy loves to talk about. And I came up with years ago and I use it as part of my practice. And that is soul threads, soul threads. So we're going to be talking about sewing knitting no just kidding what are we talking about what is what is a soul thread to you because i know you've really picked up with this and ran with it in your in your practice and in your life it brings great meaning to me uh, it probably started you brought it to my attention about uh almost two years ago now i was in a situation of how to move forward in my life and you mentioned the idea of a soul thread that's weaves throughout your life from your birth on, and I've even looked at ancestors, from your ancestors, and it's a, a thread that goes through your life that, as you would say, are your data points. It's the things that happen in your life where it's an experience that happens in your life where it, it changed the direction of where you go. It brings great meaning to your life, and it helps your choice on a long life's path. So soul thread has really resonated with me. And we both use it in in the work that we do. Yeah. You use it. Yeah, no, I, I use it too. I want to talk about that. But you know, like let's even kind of flesh it out some more because one of the things and and, and you know if you're if you don't mind, we could talk about your personal soul threads and how it's really helped you get to this point of forming your new newly formed foundation, Compass Rose Legacy Foundation. Um, because what we've done is we've gone back through your journey, like I do um, in my own work and I do with other people, because I talk a lot about Viktor Frankl's idea of a why. You know, if you know your why, you can endure your how. And people get overwhelmed with the, trying to figure out what's my why. That's just too big. That's like, you know, what's the meaning of my life? As opposed to, Okay, before we try and fill in the blank, what's my why, let's start looking at your life from a series of data points, from a series of key core experiences. You know, we we look back on our lives and we have millions and billions of moments, but we only focus on a, a handful of them. And those become pivotal moments. And either we're just remembering them out of, you know, happenstance, they just popped in our head, or they're key moments 
their soul moments. And when you start to pick those out and you then put them on a grid and you start to see there's a line that runs through them, that's the soul thread. And that to me helps me start to articulate our why. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yes. You know, I, when you first brought this up, when we first started talking about it and discovering my path, um, I kept going back to, you know, I've traveled Europe quite a bit. And I keep thinking of tapestry and how the soul thread is in a tapestry. And I visited, you know, of all the places, there's key tapestries in life that people have weaved. And if you see them, you know, you have the medieval times where the medieval and Renaissance all through France and Germany, you see these big pieces of tapestry that tell a story that are hung on the walls. In Israel, what, what's the parliament there? Nesmit? What? Knesset. Knesset. You know, Chagall has a series of incredible tapestries that he actually got to see when they were hung on the walls there. And it, it tells his story, his artwork. Then you have um, uh, Corey Tenboom, who was you know, a Holocaust survivor. She was part of the Dutch resistance. She lived in Harlem, Netherlands, uh, in the Netherlands. And you know, she compared her life to a tapestry. And when she was teaching children and with children, she would show the back of the tapestry where your life was all, all these threads were just knots and all in a mess. And she would compare it, she would tell the children, let's see, this is what's happening in life. And this is what's happening and this is what you have to overcome. And then she would flip it around to the full, this beautiful tapestry what all these soul threads had had completed. So that's kind of how I started looking at it. And, you know, I, I like going into ancient roots of things. And that's now I've, I've been able to ground the soul thread to really put it in perspective. You know, the first time talking about threads, soul threads, actually spiritual threads, and tapestry, was in the book of Exodus in the Bible, in the Torah too, right? Um, and they talk about how they're putting, building the tabernacle and it's sheets. And then they, the men all, um, they ground the gold into threads. They pound the gold into threads to be used in on these sheets, on the tapestries. So that's really the first hmm. The first sighting of, of, they don't use the word tapestry, but that's what it is. Wow. And they're putting the meaning through on, on these sheets, on these linens. And then the threads, they actually color-coded them to, to match their spirituality at the time of the Israelites. So now that I, I went back and, and kind of did a, an ancient perspective on tapestry, in, in combining it with soul thread, I really now find the grounding for it, the why, why, how, why it's so important. So I am now using Discover Your Soul Thread 
thank, thanks to you who introduced me, I am now using that as basically the, the foundation of the work I do. And that's how I start into legacy work. I want my money back from rabbinical school. Six years of rabbinical school, and I never learned that. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's, and I love Corey Ten Boom, and I love her um, description, which I'd never heard before. Of you know, most of us, most of the time, live our lives in the on the back of the tapestry, only seeing you know the discrete moment, only experiencing this is sort of an isolated thing in time, and then you start adding up all those things, and you real you forget to zoom out. You forget to flip the tapestry around and say, "Whoa, this is there. There is a rhyme and a reason. There, there is a method to the madness. There, there is a there's a soul thread that's woven throughout my childhood, my teenage years, my my afternoon of life, etc." And I just think it's such a beautiful, profound way for us to zoom out and to have a appreciation of the art that is our life. Yes. And when you worked with me, when we started working on discovering my soul thread, you know, we're going into this now two years. Um, we realized you made me look at experiences and meaning throughout my life and right away realized that um, I, my soul thread, or we sometimes refer to a soul contract, really was of the caring arena, being there, especially with those that were dying or in trauma. Um, we can, I can chart it all the way back to, I was eight years old and that experience then, and then the steps that, that went on. When I first met up with B, I had gone through quite a bit of trauma and um, death of family members. And I was in, um, I was in, I was frozen and I was still working. My mother was, um, my mother was at her end of life and starting dementia. And I was frozen and didn't know how to respond any longer. So when I met with B, that's where we, I didn't want anything to do with caring anymore. I was almost at the point of, I had to walk away from my mother, which I would have never done, but that's how I felt. And B had me look at my soul thread. We, we discovered my soul thread points throughout. The, I always call them cross stitches. We realized how it just was a part of me. And maybe I was a little um, overextended or my cup was too full. So B had me pour some of the stuff out of my cup and then really look at the full picture, the tapestry of my life. And, and really at that point I realized, oh, I was gonna walk away with what I've been doing all my life as a doula. Um, it wasn't called a doula back then, but um, caring and serving for those around me, especially at the end of life or going through their transitions or trauma. That's it's profound. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I've you're you're a great example of somebody who, you know, is in the afternoon of life and sort of at that next stage, that next chapter, asking, well, what's my why? 
And I and most people's natural reaction is to look forward, right? To look to the future. What do I want? And you had the courage to go with me on this journey backwards to look at where we've come from and started to take stock, take take an accounting of you know what are these key defining pivotal moments, and then we get back to the present, and now we move forward, and it's not this new uncharted territory. It's a continuation of what you've always been doing. And that's a totally different way to move forward. There's much more security and certainty and purpose than I'm going to reimagine myself. Because we don't, right? We just take who we are with us. But you were willing to, to consciously look at that and decide what's coming with me and what am I leaving behind? Yeah, and it made a big difference in really concentrating once we we reviewed those experiences and went through them and then got to the present moment, we took those and then really focused on the present. We were able to take those soul thread, the soul thread, and I was able to really define my why. I mean, I have been able to zero it right down to my why. And it gave me strength and resilience to step forward and, and have confidence in who I was. Mm -hmm. To use, this is going on to another path, but you saw me and many people never really saw me or witnessed my path. Maybe it's because of the work I do. Um, it's, it's very private and confidential with clients, but you were able to, to, actually help me continue the stitching of my tapestry well thank you that's an that's an honor that's what i live for is and but um you know one of the reasons why i think i can see you is because in this work that we've been doing one of the things we do when we go back we just start stripping away the noise we start stripping away you know it's it's that famous teaching that i share a lot somebody asked michelangelo how did you carve david uh, in the statue. And he said, I didn't carve David into the statue. I removed everything in the statue that wasn't David. David was always in there. And to me, that's a data point or a soul point where we go back to a moment and we start stripping away all the noise, all the variations of Nancy, the versions of Nancy, the expectations of Nancy upon herself, from her parents, from her siblings, etc., And you get down to this raw in the stone. There she is. And then you do that again at age 10 and 15 and 20. And you start to see it's the same statue. It's the same Nancy. True Nancy doesn't change based on the circumstances, just the crap that she hides behind us. Right? And so now we start stripping that away. And here we are in the present. You're the same Nancy as that five-year-old Nancy. That's the true Nancy. And that's an interesting point. You have all these... The soul thread, the characteristics of your characteristics and your um, personality in a way is somewhat the same. We might change our, like you would say, our appearance or our where we're living or our locations. But if you look back to the beginning, our, our, our soul thread, still, they're still the same. 
Yes. You know, the vision, the mission changes, the vision doesn't in a business. Your vision is, is that's rock solid. It, it'll never, but you know, you might pivot at this chapter and your business stage and that chapter, same is true with life. Our, our mission pivots. You, you weren't married. You are married. You didn't have kids. You now have kids, etc. Your parents are alive. The parents are dead. The mission changes. The vision stays the same. So the vision is the soul thread and the mission of the data points. Um, you know, a, a personal example, I like to also share personal. One of my earliest memories is my mom and my dad got in a fight over me. I did something. I know it's hard to believe as an Enneagram 8. I know it's hard to believe I might have disrupted the status quo. My sweet little sister, I know, an Enneagram 9, always bringing peace, but um, not me. So once again, they're in a fight. My dad had my back on that one. And I remember he slept on the couch. And I was eight years old, maybe, I don't know. And I just felt this deep pain, like I was, I needed to take care of him for, for being my guy. And I just remember putting a blanket on him when he slept on the couch. And then I ended up sleeping on the couch next to him. Fast forward now, 40 some odd years later, and I'm writing a book. And what am I writing a book about? Putting my dad to bed, right? Helping him find rest. And I'm doing it by helping other men in particular find rest. And so nothing's really changed. It's just the, the form has changed, but the thread is still the same. Yeah. And, you know, it was so important to me in, the, in us working together. That's, that's why I, I really made it the foundation of the of the the company now um the main it's the main thing and then to branch off from there to work with people you know when people especially i work with a lot at the end of life those who have had diagnosed with um a, a terminal illness or those who are aging those now i've the last week it seems like i've been working with a lot with dementia and the only way I can move forward with them to do their life review is if I know who they are, if I discover their why, if they discover their why too. I mean, we work together. And that's the, that's the way, that's the way to sit with someone at the end of life and say, let's reflect back. We, we look at the regrets too. Um, often there are regrets. So we work through those regrets and see how that they had, those regrets had meaning or changed their life path. And we work through it as of um, many ways of saying, okay, we've acknowledged this forgiveness and moving forward. But it's all part of their legacy story. And in the end, we come together and you can really, they're very satisfied with knowing they have this to pass on to generations to come. Their values, their traditions, their their important um, their important stones in their life of of why and who they are. That's so powerful. Um, you know, as you're talking about helping people confront their regrets, it's it's a healing process to do that and, and because what you have now is something bigger than just 
going back and picking it apart and beating up, you know, yourself and whatever. We're going back to see where did I leave my thread? Because right? those are the regrets. When was I not my true self? When was Nancy not true Nancy? She was a false Nancy. And that's leaving the thread. And we do that so we can come back to the thread and come back to the thread and come back to the thread. And that feels worthy of revisiting. And it's it strengthens the thread. And the other piece of it is for when you're talking, I hear it also at the end of life gives people a realization that the thread doesn't end. It didn't start. It doesn't stop now because I physically won't be here. It continues on and I'm handing over a ball of yarn to my children and they're going to continue this thread and they're going to continue this thread. Not to mention, you know, we do our own work on the other side, but it just gives people a greater context to do this work. And I saw it in you and I continue to see it in you and a passion to do this work. Now, I, I'd like to think, oh God, it's my weekly call with B. <laughs> there are those moments i i know i know but not all most of them no some yes <laughs> you know i i had a personal experience in the last couple of months my mom passed away about a year and a half ago and i'm now looking at my own personal b and i are working on a program called carry the fire where you carry the light of your of your loved one forward, um, their traditions, their values. Well, I was looking at my mother and thinking, what kind of creative legacy project am I going to do for Carrie the Fire for my mother to honor her and to remember her? My mom, always, we called her Mrs. Hallmark. She sent us cards all the time, all the time. I mean, and in the cards were little pieces of advice or a cartoon, sometimes maybe $5, but there was always something. And she always emphasized love, love one another. And so I combined all these cards. There's over, I know it turned out to be well over 200 cards and the scans because of everything put in it was well over four or 500 scans. So I was going through all this and, you know, there was a regret in my life that I felt like maybe my mom and I really didn't love each other much. I was an only daughter, but I was really a father. I was daddy's little girl. And I looked through these cards, especially in the last 10 years and read the notes she wrote. Wow. It, that soul thread of love one another. That was her soul thread. Love one another. Love your brothers. She loved me. And it was such a wonderful feeling to know a, a, a affirmation that what I was seeing really or what I felt was not true. My mom really loved me. She loved me to the end. And she appreciated everything I did with her. So that was interesting. And that, that built up my soul thread. I had to go back again and look maybe at the last, my relationship with my mother and realize that soul thread really was filled with a lot of love. I might not have seen it then. And so that's part of the work, especially after a loved one dies, a parent dies, is that we get to go back and sift through the cards literally or in our mind 
and start to really look at them. Cause you know, when we're in it with our parents, we're on the backside of the tapestry. We just can't, we just see data points, but we don't see the line. And then you flip it over at this retrospective spiritual work that you've been doing. You start to see, whoa, there's a beautiful pattern here. And I was too young to see it. I wasn't the true Nancy to see it. And, but then also I hear that is my soul thread is Nancy is now Compass Rose Legacy Foundation of helping other people see in ways that I couldn't see. So you're continuing on this journey and in, in, in doing that, you're healing that young Nancy, you're healing your relationship with your mom and you're giving people this gift of, of legacy. It's beautiful. Yes. And you know, I, when I was serving, you know, when all my family, you know, I was in senior homes a lot, hospitals a lot. And that's when I realized I can't be the only one to do this. I need to, talk about this and be the messenger because there, there we have senior homes around here right now that you could, the need is out there. People want to sit, tell their story. They want to look and find their souls and they want it recorded for generations to come. Their vet, their, their reason, their why, their life review. And so that, and you know, it, it, um, Many times people will, over the years, it's just not now, but many times people will look at me and and they don't really see me. And what they do is they ask, they're like, how can you do this? Or how did you ever get through what you've gotten through? And so I feel like the foundation now, Compass Rose Legacy, it is showing people the way to move forward, to not get stuck like I got stuck, in how to move forward in a really, in a bright light. It's such an act um, of service needed now more than ever before. And you are fulfilling it both for yourself, your own personal spiritual growth path, but also to continue the, uh, the soul thread of your family. And, you know, as we always say, a uh, person dies two deaths, once when their body dies and once when their story dies. And, there's nothing we can do about bodily death, but we can defy that second death by continuing the, the soul thread in a thousand different ways. So you're doing that and you're helping other people do that. Um, I know we have to wrap up. How can the listeners get in touch with you, Nancy? Well, they can. I will be launching up my new website next week, but it's compassroselegacy.org, or you can um, go to my current website, compassrosememories.org. And there's all the, the information there for you. Well, sounds great. Um, anybody listening, if you want to start doing this work and finding your soul thread and crafting your legacy or doing it with your parent or doing it for your parent, I know that uh, Nancy is my go-to in this space and she should be your go-to as well. So th thank you, Nancy. And just one other thing we really do and how we do it, you know, B is the therapy end. Um, discover your soul thread with me. I have, we've put together some programs where you can either do it with your, by yourself or do it with in, in conjunction with working with B or with working with me, but B is really the therapy. End, and then I have the practical ways to do it. Well, thank you. Yes. It's an honor and privilege to work with you. And I know we're just 
at the beginning of many fun, exciting, and meaningful collaborations. So stay tuned to all of you listening or watching. And mark my words, we will be back on this video together again. Until the next time, defy your number and live your spirit. And discover your soul thread. And discover, okay. I, have a, I have a new add on discover your soul thread. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, B. Thanks, Nancy. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.